and welcome to episode 21 of The Critical Twits. Today we're going to weigh and measure Bloodborne. Welcome back. In today's podcast we're going to be talking about Bloodborne. Yeah. It's been out for a year. It has. And miracle of miracles, we've all completed it. Yes. Yes. Hooray! It does seem like a hooray for me. I'm chronic procrastination, so yeah. Yeah, so so looking at this now as a kind of a long-term review, looking back and really picking over um, its corpse as it is soon to be replaced. In fact, the day this podcast comes out will be replaced by Dark Souls 3. Yes. And no one will remember Bloodborne anymore. No. no. So we thought we'd, we'd look back, um, give you our long view review. Yep. Um, needless to say, this will be full of spoilers. So if you haven't played Bloodborne yet, sort your life out, mate. God, um, are we part of the Get Good crowd now? Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Apologies to everyone. Um, before we go any further, though, uh, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Brian Ennis. I'm Aaron Ravinsky. And I'm Colin Howard. And we are the Critical Twits. Yes. Which, six months ago, seemed like a really fun pun. But now I've said it over a hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> Starting to drag slightly. Yeah. Um, so first, um, first question, really, uh, most important question when it comes to a game, I think, was it fun? Did we have fun playing Bloodborne? Yes. Yeah. Well, I was going to say I completed the game and I came back and played it for a second time. Yeah. Well, well, at least most of the way through a second time before someone else distracted me. But if I come back to something, that must mean it was fun. I lost my game save just before the Nightmare of Mensis, and I still picked it up and replayed it all the way through. Mm. So yes, I had fun. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a slight flaw in your logic, because I go to work every day. Yeah. And I don't enjoy myself. Yeah, but I pick up a game to, to work at it. No, Some it people do, though. True. And, you know, there is some amount of bragging rights with a game, so if you're mm. into that kind of thing, it could be fun too. Yeah, I yeah. think for just, I want to play a game for a few hours, yeah. It's wildly entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. That's good. So, you know, if you want to have fun, play the game. That's yeah, good decisive journalism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to have a look deeper than was it fun. Why was it fun? Where do you want to start? I think probably the most important aspect of all from software games. Okay. Combat. Okay. Because yeah, that's, that's what we're there for. Yeah. Ooh, suppose we should probably actually explain what Bloodborne is. Yeah, just in case people haven't known. Yeah, for those that aren't aware. Yes, it's an action RPG. Yep. Um, shot third person from behind your character. You run around kind of Victorian era city. Yeah. Victorian to London, with. basically. Just yeah. To begin with. Yeah, similar to. Yeah. Um, so it's very Lovecraftian steampunk. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, and you're right. The majority of the game focuses on combat. Yes. Uh, doing battle with various eldritch beasties and dodgy bastards. What you meet when you go round. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The combat's quite different to previous FromSoft games. Uh, games like Dark Souls. It's similar. Yeah, I was yes. going to say. If you've played it. Dark Souls, you can pick up Bloodborne fairly quickly. Yeah. There are a few differences that dramatically change the way it plays. Notably the word quickly that you said there. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, the Dark Souls combat was very methodical. Yeah, slow and you had your shield raised ninety percent of the time. It was slow and meticulous. Yes. Whereas yes. you don't really have a shield in this game. We can, but it's rubbish. It's, it's the game rubbish even mocks you for picking it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, instead, you are armed with uh, some form of transforming uh, close combat weapon. Um, which we'll explain in a moment, and a gun of some form, which yeah. you use for defence generally. Yeah, they're generally, yeah, they're the worst gun. They appear to be pea shooters. No, it depends what do you do no damage. It depends what you use them for, but we'll go into that in a bit later. But the guns actually can yeah. be more useful in certain circumstances. Hmm. Oh, you want me to go into it now? One of the bosses, uh, one of the optional bosses, actually, the Abriatus, um, I used the twin shooting pistol with um, the bone ash on, and it did 700 points of damage to its face every time I pulled the trigger. Which is quite a lot of damage. Which is a fuck ton of damage. Yes. Yeah, generally the gun might do 10 to 20 points of damage normally. If you build your stats right, the gun can be very, very devastating, especially PvP. Mm. Now, with that lack of shields, it forces you to play in a much more aggressive way than you are used to in a Dark Souls game. Yes. And your defence then becomes quick dodges and dashes and such like. Yeah. Now, I quite like the combat. One of the things I didn't like was the way that the dodging changed if you were locked on. Mm, It went from a roll to a dash. A very quick hop. Yeah. And I wanted to roll. And that took me quite a long time to get used to. Yes. Yeah, I have to, I'll be honest, I don't think I ever locked onto a, anything at oh, all during I, my whole, whole playthrough because I didn't like the quick step. Yeah, I locked on... In Dark Souls, I'll lock onto whatever I'm fighting yeah. and keep it in, on the screen to really sort of focus on, on that thing that I'm doing battle with. I, I couldn't do that quite often. No. Well, see, I Especially the bosses. to everything in Bloodborne. I stayed yeah. locked on, but I got used to it. Yeah. But yeah. It's because they want you up close. I mean, they reward you in Bloodborne for constantly attacking. Yes. Uh, because every time something hits you, it takes a chunk off your health bar, but doesn't instantly decrease it. So as you fight, you can build back the damage you've taken. Before um, you lose it. Before you lose yeah, it. Yeah, that kind of regain system. Is that what they called it? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which... As a blood, uh, Dark Souls player, is a pain in the ass to get used to. The amount yeah. of times I would give a beast a beating, jump back and go, right, heal up, and then go, I needn't bother doing that because it's paused, because it's finished its attacks. I could have wailed on it a few seconds and healed all my damage from that. Yeah. Bollocks. And then did it again anyway. Because, yeah. uh, you know. I found that I was wasting... Lots of healing potions to start with. Yes. Blood vials, as, yeah. as they called them. Burning through them because you go, oh, I've lost a tiny bit of health. Well, actually, if you hit it back, yeah, yeah, you recover it. Yeah, my brain was, was very much to start with in Dark Souls mode. Of, I've taken damage. Run away! Yeah. As Colin would say. and <laughs> Very much so. Um, I would heal myself and then go back into the fight when actually quite often it was encouraging you to sort of trade blows. Yes. Yeah. As long as the enemy wasn't hitting you hard enough to sort of stagger you and lock you in place, actually taking a couple hits then could open them up to you 
hitting yeah. them back, cutting through their defences, and regaining your lost health before yes. you lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you kind of got the whole of combat turns from being, as you said, something really sort of slow and methodical, into something that's much more sort of pressured, risk reward. Yeah. Based. You've got to kind of. You're almost gambling with chunks of your life bar at certain points. Yes. And there's a lot less time to think about what an enemy is going to do, I find. Everything moves quicker. Yes. Yeah. You're not entirely sure what an enemy is going to... Especially when you go, oh, I've never seen this enemy before. He's already smacking you in the face before you can plan his attacks. Yes. So like yeah. in Dark Souls, you'd go, right, shield up, I'll let him hit me, see his openings, roll around a couple of times. In Bloodborne, he's already on you. And doing six different attacks before you've realised what's happened. Yes. Yes, yeah. Um, One thing that was also different combat-wise was the lack, sort of, of a parrying system. Now, I know Colin is king of parrying in Dark Souls. Yeah. I love parrying. Parrying makes me happy. I think I parried maybe twice in all of Dark Souls. Accidentally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. I love parrying. I love parrying. I find it really hard to actually get used to it yeah i ended up using once you told me which pistol to use yeah the blunderbuss rather than the pistol sorry yeah i actually could parry and and quite liked the parrying system having to time the attacks sometimes it was slightly annoying in the it wasn't clear what attacks were parryable and which attacks aren't parryable from enemies i think they're all parryable but the frame the framing isn't as noticeable as it is in dark souls yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed the combat. It took me a bit of time to get used to it. Yes. Um, I think I still prefer the slower combat of Dark Souls. That's... Having played Bloodborne and then gone back to Dark Souls for a bit, mm. um, I like the swords and shields. I prefer... The parrying system's a lot more easy to get your head round because you have a shield yeah. and you're not punished as much with enemies although there's no healing from hitting things you fights tend to last a bit longer and you can start learning enemy Mm. attacks i was finding myself self frustrated with how slow it was same actually yeah i think i was i was using a long sword just a long sword at the time that i started adding pluses to it only attacks three times in a combo yeah you go swap slap slap pause slap no matter how much yeah stamina you have whereas in bloodborne my sword holy sword or whatever it is um it just is a constant combo you can just mm. keep pressing the button and so it was much slower and frustrating because of that sometimes because yeah. i was going i just want to I, i've broken its guard i want to smack it repeatedly but this weapon can only attack twice in a combo yeah that's that's annoying i just want to wail on it yeah, because the, okay. I mean, it might be because the weapon there are a much wider diversity of weapons in Dark Souls yes. than there are in Bloodborne. Oh, a huge amount. Um, so Bloodborne, it, Dark Souls always felt like there was a combo system hidden into the weapons. Like you said, like someone could only do it a couple of times. Yeah, Katana start. could do two. A longsword could do three, for example. Yeah. But you'd have to have make guesswork as to what that was. It wasn't again. That's where that rhyme or reason didn't come into it for me for Dark Souls. It didn't like it explain felt, that. The slower combat feels more realistic. Yeah. This is how you would fight an actual sword fight. You're not going to, especially when you're wearing a ton of armor. Yeah, you're going to slowly pick a point and stuff like that. But if you've got an opening, you're just going to wildly swing. And it seemed odd. Same with Colin. It seemed odd to me that some of the weapons I could swing it two times, and then it wouldn't let me do it again. And I'd have to 
wait. deliberately wait, even though I had loads of stamina. It's only that's a I built. fraction of a second to wait, but yeah. in Dark Souls, that's a very long time yeah. to wait when you're hooked up on adrenaline going, ah, I'm fighting something massive. Yeah, see, I never found that an issue. Hmm. You've got your set things, and you can also, there are combos where you can extend that by using the heavy attacks as well. And yeah, I never did Things that. like that. I didn't yeah. even know there was a heavy so attack. So you're just hammering one button and expecting it to kill something for you. Well, no, I've broken the enemy's yeah. guard by raising my shield. You feel like you should be able to wail on it a little bit, and it doesn't quite let you do that. Admittedly, because that's not how the combat works in that game. Is It, it makes sense. Well, it yes. gives it a chance I, to it's still, get its guard back. It's still great. Otherwise, you're just going to stun I just wish it was a bit quicker. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't need not, not Bloodborne speed of, ah, we'll just... You know, wail on one another till someone falls over. Yeah. I like yeah. the finesse of Dark Souls, and it was very finesseful. The rolling, and I mean, I remember taking on the giants, and I didn't use a shield for the giants, two-handed weapon all the way, and it was fun, but just a little <clears throat> bit more sped up. Okay, just put it on fast forward by one and a half times. Yeah, and it would be perfect combat for me, which is what I think. Dark Souls 3 has done yeah. from what I've heard it has sped the combat <clears throat> yeah. up into a level between Bloodborne and Dark Souls yeah, yeah. I mean I, I've put down to sort of compare it to Dark Souls yeah as a thing I think it's just something that's going to happen as we go through isn't it well here's the thing inevitable it's, to... it's I don't think we really call them Dark Souls Bloodborne anymore it's just the From Software game yeah because that's all they do now it's the From Software game well it's like before they used to do Armoured Core and that was that was it. it was, they were it, the mech games. Yeah, that was... it was the mech games. Now it's just the really hard trial, error, reward combat game. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, there will be comparing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that talk of wanting to do things differently um, kind of goes quite nicely into the complexity and difficulty. Yes. Because the difficulty of... I mean, as, as we said at the beginning, people get... Really, you know, that whole idea of the Dark Souls community, get good, yeah. get good. Um, if you can't kill it, it's your fault. Yes. Um, how did you find the difficulty of Bloodborne? Well, this is, again, as a Dark Souls player, it can be quite difficult to judge because I'm used to, I'm going into a boss going, this is going to be bloody hard. And yeah. I expect it to be. Yeah. Um with especially because I am I parry that's what I do I parry in all the games yeah. the difference in the parrying that some have you have to attack before they swing other times you've got to attack after they swing that makes it more difficult for me because you've got to learn each enemy okay is that um, good? it's good because it's more complex instead of going oh it's Dark Souls I've got to swing just before they hit yeah. me it's I've never seen this enemy before. I actually have no idea which way my parry's going to work. Oh, and it's just killed me. Yeah, the reason they changed the parrying from Dark Souls 1 into Dark Souls 2 and then into Bloodborne is because it was too too powerful. You could just parry everything almost. Yes. Yeah. Um, especially sort of when you're going into PvP. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I didn't do it much in PvP because of lag. And I fucking hate lag. Yeah. Um, Damn you. Although, yeah, I can see what they're saying because I was just murdering, I still am in Bloodborne, murdering most things in a single hit. Yeah. If I fuck it up, which I do, I'm not an expert at it, it's, it's not perfect, it's really, really painful, especially in Dark Souls where you can't immediately counter-attack and get some of your health back. If I fuck up in Dark Souls with a parry, 
I can almost, I, I'm pretty much dead, especially yeah. against an enemy that hits you hard enough to stagger you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't agree with the it's too broken because if you if you get really really good at it, yes, but then surely that's a reward for being good at it. Yeah. 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 I'd probably argue with that. Yeah. Um, I I mean, as everybody knows now, I mean, I quit Dark Souls on the first boss because. The first, well, not the first boss, the second boss, technically the one on the um, on the roof, Taurus Demon. Yeah, jumpy down thing. Oh, yeah. the Taurus Demon. Yeah, yeah. I mm. love that guy. Um, played through the second time after I completed Bloodborne, had absolutely no issues with it at all. Yep. Yeah, and no, I didn't find it too too bad. It was just me being shit the first time. Mm. Yeah. Um, Bloodborne. Um, other than um, Priestess Amelia. Yes. The, 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 the priest, that, yes. The, the, the one you find. The, the Vicar bit. Amelia. Vicar Amelia. Yes, that's it. Do apologise. Vicar, Vicar Amelia, um, I had massive trouble with. I really, it took me like 20, 25 times to beat her. I remember, you, I remember you saying. I yeah. killed her first time. Yeah, I know. Everybody kept telling me that. Other bosses I didn't have um, any trouble with. I, I didn't lose to um, the first one, the uh, first, the cleric beast. Had no problem yeah. with that at all. Oh, that, that it took a long time. My video is over six minutes long yeah. because you haven't levelled up at all. But I didn't die. No, um, and I didn't have any issues with them post that, with exceptions of the hunters. Mm. Oh, I love murdering the hunters. The hunters I found really difficult because you had to be very good at the parrying to really be able to fight them because they were so quick. It's an um, even better way of doing that. Just for future reference, in case it ever comes up, they yeah. always will fire a shot at you. If you yeah. dash forward slightly to the side, you can pretty much get next to them, yeah. hit them twice, and then immediately fire your gun because they'll turn around and try and shoot you again, which then immediately opens up a parry. Oh, okay. That's how I murdered the Canehurst Crow. That sounds yeah. dull. Well... <laughs> It's again, it's still that if you yes. try it ever so slightly wrong, you are screwed you're, you're with the dead. Hunters. And with the cane host crow, I did that and noticed it, it took off less than a quarter of his health. Yeah. Even after I stabbed him for 1600 points of damage. The one thing I will say is I don't feel there was a lot of. The bosses in Dark Souls, their attacks were very unique in a lot of respects. I mean, like the big toothy dragon mm. thing you fight, you know, spews all over the place, so the floor's now dangerous. Yeah, Whereas I was yeah. used to rolling around all the way, out, dodging out of the way for things. Now, now I suddenly couldn't because that was in the way. There wasn't as much of that in Bloodborne, I didn't feel. Those big, it, big gribbly monsters that jumped at you and got really close and, and stamped on you. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And they all seem to be that same thing. And the hunters, again, the same thing. They're all very quick and come at you, shoot you from a distance, come up close and smack you. Yeah. They all seem to have very similar things. Yeah. With exception to the blood-starved beasts, which had the poison cloud, the more damage it got. Yes, that was interesting. So it's kind of balance. Curing myself, coming in and yeah, healing going myself back up out and stuff. Again. I didn't necessarily find there was much complexity from the rest of the bosses. Yeah, not no. I didn't enjoy fighting them, but I don't necessarily think there was. They looked really cool and interesting, but their attacks might necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree with that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I completed it. I've completed Dark Souls one, two, and Bloodborne now. Yeah, uh, I didn't complete Demon's Souls. Because that got really hard, yeah. really, really hard, and I was playing it 
a few years after it came out. Yeah. Uh, I played it after I played Dark Souls 1. I went and yeah. bought play, PS3 just so I could play Demon's Souls. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Not really, because we all went and bought PS4s for Bloodborne. That is, that, actually, yeah. that is the point. I probably should mention that. Bloodborne is the reason that we have... PS4s. Yep. Yeah. If Bloodborne was multi-platform, I'd have an Xbox One because I'd have wanted to cart my gamer score over. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not fussed about the gamer score, oh, but right. I would have kept <laughs> it for. I've always had an Xbox. Yeah. I've had an Xbox 360. I just would have got it because it's the next. It. It's, it's the next console. Yeah. But yeah, because Bloodborne made me go. Oh, I'm buying that then. Yeah. Done. So uh, so well done making that an exclusive because that's sold at least three copies <laughs> uh, three ps 4 sorry off the back of it um, yeah I didn't find it that difficult um, no is, is that because it's not as difficult or because we are so used to that type of game now god no I was going to say I mean I'm Ash beat it mm. and I'm crap yeah. So I would say it's a bit easier. I, I'm point. much better at Dark Souls now I have been in it. Yes. It almost give it, it's given me like, it was like training wheels. Tra- training wheels for Dark Souls. Yeah. Now this is, this is my, th- this is my argument that we've kind of reached mm-hmm. yeah. point to bring this forward. Uh, I didn't want to bring it in too early because I didn't want to kind of corrupt or make it too combative to start with. Yeah. Um, when I talked about, I mentioned difficulty and complexity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bloodborne to me doesn't feel like anywhere near as complex as a Dark Souls game. No. There are there are there's only one way to play Bloodborne. You are someone with a melee weapon and a gun for parrying. Yeah. You have some magic spells, but they all implement items. They're items and there's like six six or seven of them. Yeah. Uh, you can get a cannon, but you it's very hard to make that a viable tactic over the course of a level. You can use it for PvP because you shoot someone twice with all the bonuses and, and they die horribly. Yeah, yeah. I've um, seen PvP and it but they always seem to be sneak attacks. Yes. You can't yeah. stand there and go, I'm going to cannon you because yeah. the person goes, well, fuck off. And hides yeah, behind the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've got different weapons, but they're all much of a muchness. They are transformable weapons with a big, a big version and a little version. Sometimes a quicker version with the two daggers. You don't, you don't, you actually get less reach with the transform yeah. version, but you're much quicker. You do more, more attacks. Yeah. But it's still very much melee. Hmm. Yes, this you don't have the different styles that you have in a Dark Souls. Mm. You don't have anywhere near as many stats. You've got, what is it, six stats in Bloodborne? Five or six? Yeah, six, yeah. Um, and almost maybe even twice that in a Dark Souls game? I think it's about nine. Yeah, I think so. Different you can stats. level your weapons up, but you can't level up your armour. Yes. No, you yeah. also can't add special... Well, you can't add special you, effects you to it. You can with the ruins, but that completely ruins the weapon. The original stats of the weapon. Yes. You can add like an electricity attack to my holy sword, mm. but it removes all the strength oh. bonus. Yeah. Which is wank. Whereas in Dark Souls, I had a plus fifteen katana. Yeah. You, you could have electric one, poison one, all sorts of maddening. You know, ten different types per weapon. Yeah. You have three covenants, not the half a dozen that you have elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, in other Dark which Souls games didn't really feel like they added anything. To be honest, no, they did. They did nothing. They they were tagged on as an afterthought. They were yeah. tagged on because it's a From Software game and we need covenants, but that's not what they were there for if that makes sense yes. yeah and you said you Aaron saying that it felt easier mm. I th- 
felt like I was playing a more accessible version of a Dark Souls game, an easier version of a Dark Souls game. Yeah. Dark Souls Light nothing, Edition. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. No, but it's not... If you're not used to this type of game, Bloodborne will smash you all mm. over itself and then you know wear your skin as a hat. Yeah. yeah. It's still punishingly difficult compared to most games, but not compared to its predecessor. Yeah. It wasn't as big... Nope, no. Um, and the levels weren't as complex in their design, etc., etc. Depends on varied. the level. The very yeah. first part of Bloodborne, the Yarnum City. Oh yeah, they had one good level in the whole game. Yes, amazing. it's amazingly <laughs> complex and probably my favourite level of all the Dark Souls games so far. Just because of how twisting, winding, it all interlinks back to one yeah. another. It's all very, very clever. Even the enemy layout, because at first you have to go through a massive mob of monsters before yeah. you can open up the back door, which was really cool, because if you died, you've got to go through that mob again, which yeah. was a pain in the ass. Bloodborne seems a lot less complex. So there's, yes. a lot, there's less going on. Yes. For me, that was a plus. Okay. Um, I like Dark Souls now, more than I did before. Yeah. Because well, the first one played past the second boss. Yay! Yeah. Um, I played past the horrible poison section. I managed to get past it. <gasps> did you get past the? Sorry, this is a random tangent. But did you get past the Kappa demon with the two dogs? Uh, yes. Yay! You've got past Rob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hi, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It was when I very first played it. I think I was looking at all the stats and stuff. Going, I don't. I'm so confused about what everything actually means, what am I doing, and I rebuilt a character, I think, two, three times because I wasn't sure what I was doing, yeah. Yeah. which I didn't have to in Bloodborne, so I didn't feel like I was wasting my time yeah. as much. Mm. I know that's part of the fun of Dark Souls, you're kind of learning your, learning what your you're doing, play things, style. style things. Yeah. So now that I'm a bit more used to how Ashiel runs, that feels great. But yeah, I completely agree on the whole. It's definitely a lot simpler. Here's my main issue, and this links in with what you were saying. Although it's easier to build a character, there's less things to worry about because it is just a sword and a gun, and you yeah. don't really have to put stats in a gun unless you're that worried about it. Yeah. There's very little replayability for me. Yes. Mm. Bloodborne, uh, Dark Souls, I am very happy to pick up and build a whole new character. You could go with bows, although they're not brilliant they're still usable yeah. you could build a magic user i had a faith user there's about 900 different bloody weapons that are all different and i yeah. remember not pv uh, you know not just pvp but summoning people i was going i have no idea what armor he's wearing i have no idea what weapon he's using yeah that's actually although he's on my side it's quite scary and interesting if i came up against him in a pvp yeah in bloodborne there's 10 different types of armor that all do the same thing. Yeah. Yes. You have completely preempted my point. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> um, the, 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 the crunch moment for me with Bloodborne came because I completed it a couple months before the DLC came out. Yeah. The yeah. downloadable content for yes. the acronymically challenged. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, right. I, I, Ordered it. I downloaded it. Um, yes, yes. Going to do the old hunters. Do the old hunters stuff. Where is it? Had a look to see where I needed to go. Yeah. And realised that I had finished playing Bloodborne immediately post killing the final boss. Yeah. Yeah. Which means I had two options. 
I could continue playing through New Game Plus to for uh, six to eight hours to unlock the additional content. Yeah. Or I could start a new character and probably play for ten to twelve hours. It's a bit tough for you to level up a bit yeah. more. Yeah. Um, to get to the new content, I really couldn't be bothered. Mm. I forced myself to. I didn't enjoy playing it again. Um, and I played half of the downloadable content and <coughs> couldn't be bothered anymore. Because when I played Dark Souls, it's telling that you said you scrapped 60 hours of playing the game and started again. Yeah. Because you could play in a different way. You could do something different. You could try a different approach. Which I majorly did. I went from a fast-moving character with spells to a much slow... Well, fast-moving because I spammed the hell out of my uh, stamina. But I went from a heavily yeah. armoured health person with faith yeah and there's not that much difference in Bloodborne between no. someone that is um, focused in Arcana and using um, the Tenitress and yeah. someone who has levelled up their strength and is using Ludwig's Holy Blade yeah yay they're still quite similar yeah. oh they're almost identical they're, they're, they're different the stats are very different but yeah. they play very similarly yeah you use more spells with one um, you would you would you would approach certain things slightly differently yeah. but it's still playing the same game I did exactly the same as you I played I think my first thing was about 40 hours um, and went oh I actually no I should have done this and went and replayed Dark Souls from the beginning yeah. again and changed my approach you can't change your approach with Bloodborne no it's much the same approach as the last time you played yeah. yeah the only thing when I lost my save and I played it again the only thing I went is fuck gun damage yeah because all I need to do is stab this thing in the chest with my parry and it dies um, and didn't put any points in blood tinge and instead concentrate on skill and strength yeah which I recall everybody concentrates on because it's what you need for weapon yeah. damage my feeling with Bloodborne is it is a more accessible game than Dark Souls yeah but it has a lot less depth to it yes there is one thing Bloodborne has got very, very right in comparison to Dark Souls, though, with the new games. Mm. In Dark Souls, after your stats hit 40, so strength, dex, whatever it is, the growth, the rate of growth with your bonus yeah. is very, very slow. So as you level up. Yeah. yeah. To the point where there's not actually much of a reason to go like strength 42 because it's not going to add anything to your, your weapon damage yeah you might as well build up other stats and it gets to a point where with me in Dark Souls I was at New Game Plus Plus my character was as good as it was going to get I had my plus 15 weapon my plus 5 armour my stats were all at 40, mm, slightly yeah. higher for some, but it wasn't adding... I think it was adding, like, a point of damage a time, which yeah. is shit. Yeah. Um, in Bloodborne, I got to strength 40, skill 40, levelled up, went, oh, I don't know what to do. You know, my character's as good as it's going to get. I got my plus 10 weapon, blah, 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 blah. Added a point of strength anyway, and my strength damage still went up by four. Yeah. Which is what it always had been, so... For me, your character will keep getting better. In Dark Souls, I feel like it got to a point where you were going, my character can't get better, I've just got to get better. Yeah. Whereas in Bloodborne, you can keep improving your character. Oh, see, I felt I felt the opposite. I felt when I played... Because I eventually went to New Game Plus. Yeah. And I felt that levelling up my character did very little and I wanted to be able to level weapons up to 
15 oh, or 20 okay. or to yeah. change them and add different types of damage to them oh, okay. um, or to increase armor to plus 10 yes yeah. i have to admit i chose to start a new game precisely because i knew i couldn't really add much onto my character when well i'm gonna try up in blood tinge and have a yeah. go at like the 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 spinning wheel weapon and stuff yeah, like that yeah, you yes. need a higher blood tinge and stuff on it I couldn't be bothered to level up my character to get that no. um, yeah I oh, sorry. playing it through the second time again like you said I don't feel like I actually did anything different no you're doing the same things in the same style again yeah I picked Where, different starting weapons and everything and yeah, yeah it still feels pretty much the same whereas if I wanted to play say Dark Souls 1 or Dark Souls 2 again I've played most of those almost like a paladin so heavy armour big shield um Big sword, but also some sort of miracles and such like. Yeah. I could go, I'm going to be a lightly armoured mage. Yeah. Or a pyromancer. Yeah. Or I'm going to actually learn how to parry and be a sneaky thief type yeah. character. Yeah. Or I'm going to level my strength up to 56 to use this giant fucking demon hammer. Yeah. I have to admit, PvP co-op was fairly nice yeah I think that's one of the things it did really well you could password lock your game um, and I played um, I summoned a friend of ours for one of the bosses that was really really annoying sorry which game are we talking about Bloodborne ah yeah yeah Dark Dark Souls was much less inclined to let you do that kind of thing yeah it was very much on your own Dark Souls 2 was better there's a ring that could improve your chances Yeah. yeah We talked about sort of its complexity, its difficulty. We touched a second ago on multiplayer. Yes. And how I quite like the co-op because I could summon my mate in to help me kill that big maggot boss. <laughs> yeah, I quite like the fact that you could co-op more easily by putting a password on and similar. Um, I found the PvP really dull because yeah. it was just people... Um, dodging and firing their gun, dodging and firing their gun, dodging and firing... And it was, um, it was too fast to have an, a fun PvP. It was just running up and almost mashing all the buttons in the hope that you'd kill someone. Yes. Oh, I really hated the PvP. Anytime yeah. I got invaded... In Dark Souls, I like being invaded. From They've come to my land. I will stoke out a place. I will find them. I will crush them beneath my booted heel. Not when you're on the invisible fucking platforms. You don't. You turn the Xbox off and press the connection. <laughs> Sorry, random person. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. But generally, I, I, I quite liked that. In, yes. Uh, Dark Souls in in Bloodborne it just made my head hurt and there were those three I know it, you had to ring the bell there were the two or three places where people could invade you constantly until you killed the bell ringer the first time yeah, yeah. those bits are my least favourite bits of the game I had said that killed the bell ringer I think I got invaded twice my entire playthroughs never invaded that, that, well, oh, I had I what it. happened to Brian happened turn around oh there's somebody there bang boom dead I haven't even had a chance to react that somebody's even come in before they've killed me. Yeah. Yeah. I just so I just killed to... the bell ringers and just, I never saw it again. I used to shit, didn't miss it. I used to run back to the lantern because if I died, then I'd just drop all of my uh, blood echoes right next to the lantern. I'd they, pick they, them up straight away. I only ever got invaded like 100 foot away from the 100 foot, mm. like it's measured in feet in the game. Yeah. But yet, the equivalent of in the game from the actual lantern before somebody appeared for somebody just jumped out and killed me. Mm. So, you know, it was, it was too... You, they were someone too close to you. You couldn't have that hiding somewhere and then actually facing them in combat properly. Yeah. It was... Well, yes. I mean, I do... I I was never invaded in Bloodborne. Um, I wouldn't have been too interested in being invaded in Bloodborne. No. I was invaded quite a lot in Dark Souls. I enjoyed each and every fight. 
Because you didn't know what they had, you didn't know what they're going to do. Yep. Um, a couple of times I murdered poor enemies in like Anolondo, um, where they'd run up to me, start trying to hit me, and I'd go, Wrath of the Gods, you've just fallen off the edge of the cliff. Ha ha ha. So it was quite fun going, I don't know what they've got, I don't know what they're going to do. Because, because every- there's more variety! Yes, because yeah. everybody is, shoot, smack one another till you fall over, yeah. there isn't... But shoot, that- dodge forward, hit you. And hope for the best. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, With summoning, I did not like the summoning system in Bloodborne. No? Nope. I didn't like it. I preferred the way it worked in Dark Souls. I liked the summoning in Dark Souls because it was built into the story, as in the member of the Sunlight Covenant. It gave me a reward for being summoned or summoning. Yeah. I didn't actually summon anyone. Um, I always put down my sign and kind of sold myself if you like to to get people to summon me and yeah. I enjoyed all of that because it rewarded me and it <laughs> felt like character development for yeah. my silent protagonist in Bloodborne you ring a bell and you're not quite sure who's going to turn up yeah now I like Dark Souls going put down a sign that they can see who they're summoning so yes. you can sit there going that bloke's wearing Haven's armour that armour was good 20 levels ago Oh, there's a completely naked guy there with a shield. I'm summoning that guy because he's obviously shit or super insane. Yeah. I'm summoning the super insane guy. No, yeah, that's a fair point, yeah. actually. Yeah. It's nice to see what you're summoning. One of the things with Bloodborne that really annoyed me, if you were misaligning covenants, yes. which they're only bloody free, yeah. and you summoned a person in who you can't call because you you know you can't choose who you're summoning you're just going ring a bell ding 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 if they're on opposing teams they they spawn as being angry they spawn as being angry never had that happen no i never had it but well i never got summoned well, i never summoned anyone but <laughs> i'm calling and i don't like people i thought well, there could i couldn't imagine anything more annoying than going yeah i want help with this and then some twat stabbing me in the back yeah, it could come across as an interesting game mechanic and adds the risk reward to summoning people. But you've already got the risk because because the, the bell ringers open. turn up. Yes, yeah, which is what annoyed me because I was going. There's already a risk because a bell ringer will turn up. It could turn up five foot away from you, ring its fucking bell, and summon in free PVPers yeah. against your you and your mate or you and random person A. So I was annoyed going. I don't want to summon someone and them mm. to kill me. If I want a PVP, I'll PVP. If I want to ally with someone, I want to be able to do it without PvPing. Yeah. Fuck off. Yes. Um, anything more to add to no, that? No, no. Just weak. Yeah. Um, two more things then. Yep. I think before we pass judgment. Uh, the level design. Yes. We touched on this a little bit, saying that we really like the first level. Mm. Yeah. Um, the city itself. Yeah. Where sexy, it's all sexy and you, yeah, and you went down through the um, the sewers I mean, and yeah, you went into the sewers, but you also went into the basement of a church through a crypt and then came out on the side of a mountain with another town. Yeah. In front of you, yeah. really cool. Yeah. And it felt like Dark Souls One, which yeah. after the disappointing strung out. <coughs> level design of Dark Souls 2 um, I really liked I liked it's like oh, everything's kind of linking together yeah, like a natural growth of a city um, and then you've got the last level with the big tower and the multiple areas and having to drop off of lifts to open up new areas and, and things like that yeah yeah that was really good everything else in between was just kind of strung out and the corridor corridory I yeah. liked 
the passages, as in the the ways to get back to the beginning. There were either one or two that yeah. um, you could find that when you got halfway through the level, you could get back to the beginning, and then yeah. often right before the end, there was a way to get back to the middle, which you then use the path mm. to get back to the beginning. I like that. It made it seem much more easier to get through a level because often there was only the one hmm. lantern at hmm. the beginning yeah unlike dark souls which tend to have multiple oh, yeah you lan- uh, bonfires all the way through in some way that was all less interesting because in dark souls i remember the challenge being um and orlando for example you get past those fucking bowman silver knights shooting you off the rampart. You get inside the building, there's silver knights everywhere. There was nothing better, there was no greater feeling than going, fuck me, I found a bonfire in inside the castle. That's amazing. I can rest, because I've died 900 times just to get to this point. Yeah. What what I missed from Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2 didn't, didn't do this, Bloodborne didn't do this, and Dark Souls 3 sadly looks like it's not going to do this. Mm-hmm. In Dark, Dark Souls 1... In order, for instance, to get more Estus flasks, mm. you had to return back to the firekeeper and yes. talk to her. Yeah. Um, all your NPCs went to that hub area. Yeah. Yes, the Firelink Shrine. But you couldn't teleport back to that hub area until just over halfway through the game. Yeah, about that. So you would find one of these lovely items. You'd find a firekeeper soul. You'd find various different things. And you'd be like, right, I need to get back to the shrine. Yeah. Oh god, now, oh god, oh would, god, that's a massive trek. Yeah, and there would be shortcuts back. Yeah. Like you'd find like the aqueduct when you finally yeah. open that up and you're like oh, Wow, I, I saw that and I saw that gate being locked fifteen hours ago and yeah. now I finally opened it and now I've I've got a shortcut through yeah. to the depths. And it's really, really good. Also the lifts in the cathedral. Yeah, I finally got to yes. the cathedral. Yeah. Oh, there's a lift that goes straight to the filing yeah. fine. Amazing. Yes. Really, really good. Really like that. None of that in Bloodborne, apart from a no, little bit in those two those two levels. There's a couple of levels that have that stuff. That little hunter's bit, I really liked when you found it in the real world. Yeah, that was, oh, that that was, was a really amazing. nice touch. But you had, yeah, you had the doll, who I liked. The doll yeah. was very, very cool, actually. Um, I felt that Dark Souls 1 suffered slightly because it didn't have really that kind of single-figure generally a woman in these games that you talk to yeah in the hub area mm. um yeah anastasia who taught you a little bit and you had the crestfallen knight um and the npcs you collected but you didn't have that one figure yes you didn't um, have a central person to yeah. be mothered because you really do need to be mothered in those games because it's, it's just going my soul hurts oh yeah. she's be oh she said something nice to me yeah. i feel better and you had german yeah. In his wheelchair, who appears like three times, yeah, yeah. Um, and quite often is asleep, yeah. And it was really bland. You'd you'd turn up, you'd run to her to level up. Yeah, yeah. you'd then run across and spend whatever souls you hadn't uh, souls blood echoes blood echoes yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, currency made up game numbers um, <laughs> experience cheese. Wonga, dosh, cash. Um, sorry, I've gone off on my... Um, you'd then run over to the basin, yeah. buy some stuff, and then you'd run back and you'd go straight back into the game where you were or somewhere yeah. else if you wanted to change. Why, why give me two loading screens to level up? 
Yeah. yeah. Why have such a bland area when you're going to return to that area hundreds of times over the course of the game? Yeah. Why not do something interesting with it? Yeah. It felt really, really. The other dull. thing I found there was no NPC shops. Well, there, there, there was yeah, a basin, wasn't there? There was, there was a. There was a basin and you could talk to patches the spider and stuff and there were a couple of people but if you wanted a holy weapon in dark souls and you're in Orlando, you had to fucking trek all the way back to the dark root basement yeah to, talk to the blacksmith there if you wanted a dark weapon you had to go all the way to Orlando to talk to the giant there was yeah. um there was the crestfallen merchant above sen's fortress who was the only way you could get that green plant that boosted your stamina yeah and there was always a nice selection of NPCs spread out, not far enough away for it to be frustrating, but enough that, oh God, I want to go here. You, you had to think about it. I'm going to have to fight my way through this, so this, God, mm. this, I better stock up now. But having everything in there, just going, oh, I just buy from yeah. this fountain here, it didn't make it a challenge. It made all the other levels that were attached feel like DLC. Yes. All the lecture levels, the classroom... Uh, the Nightmare of Mensis before we actually get to the, ca- the, cathedral, the big castle yeah. just, just felt like tacked yeah. on yeah the, the one that got me and this is this sort of summed up my my feelings with um, with Bloodborne is Bergenworth you hear about Bergenworth oh Bergenworth. from the moment that you first go into the, the cathedral yep um, the scholars of Bergenworth are doing this. Yes. Um, people talk about it in hushed whispers. You fight and you fight and you fight, and it takes bloody ages to get to Bergenworth. You have to kill those three scary-ass things at the bottom of that really horrible place. Yeah. Um, that's really not descriptive, is you it? You have to do a lot of murdering to get there. Yeah. yeah, and you turn up, and it's one single building Yeah. with a pier and an old guy asleep. Yeah. And then you fall down and you fight a maggot a that's supposedly a spider but isn't a spider because <laughs> it's a maggot. Um, it's such a tiny area. It's probably got ten enemies in it. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised by just how... I've... It was such an anti-climax. I'm yeah. expecting... It's, it's meant to be a university, a seat of learning. You know, yeah, yeah you don't want another ta- another huge city, but a small town, a village, yeah. a campus, grounds, dormitories and... Um, a tower for the magic and lecture halls and I, other bit, and it, it was just a building. It was rubbish. I think what happened is they ran out of something. This is what feels to me because if you go into the building where the hunter is that yeah. you kill, oh, that hunter was annoying. There is a hatch <laughs> on the bottom of the floor, and there are multiple, and there is a hatch in the roof. There's looks to me like there was going to be an awful lot of underground areas spiraling out. Yeah, there was also the fact that they said the lake had been taken over by Ron the not-so-spider, um, <laughs> yeah. and much of the university had collapsed, which made me think, okay, maybe you'd go into some kind of past or dream world or, you know, it would still be there, a bit like the New Londo. Yeah. With the ghosts, I was expecting that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think they ran out of something. Yeah. I mean, another thing that, that pointed me towards something that wasn't either particularly well thought through or rushed at the end, the game actually has two hub areas, not, not just one. You have the one you have to go to to level up. Yeah. You also have the cathedral, where all your NPCs congregate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can use the clinic sort of a bit, but not really. Yeah. Um, but you have the, the cathedral um, and that weird person. Oh, the, the hello. Take me with 
Yeah. I like the beggar. Yeah. I wanted mm. to know more about that. Person. Yeah, I really did. Um, they were my one of my favourite NPCs. Yeah. Um, Mine too. Nearly killed it. Saw it. Nearly hit it. Took it a was... swing. I missed. Thank <laughs> after that because he, he, she, he became one of my favourite. Yeah. I say he with a slightly confused because it had breasts, but it is referred to in the wiki as a he. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's fine. Yeah. Not got a problem with that. Nope. I have been growing breasts for the last five years. Yes. <laughs> Mostly by the medium of cake. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, that, that functions as a hub area. Different levels come off of that in different directions, in different ways, yeah. and things yeah. like that. But you then had to teleport to a different hub to teleport. To level but, up. <laughs> and it just, it just felt very confused. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mentioning the NPCs quickly. Um, I didn't like them in Bloodborne compared to Dark Souls. I didn't think they were very well-rounded. Most of them repeated the same line over and over again. Now, I know they did that in Dark Souls if you just kept pressing X repeatedly. This is on the Xbox version. Um, But at different points in the game, they would say different things. They'd react to the fact you'd done some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They do change the dialogues when the moon changes. Yes, but it didn't feel enough for me. Maybe it was because I was able to see them more, whereas in Dark Souls I'm, you know, halfway across the world and I can't get back. So getting back there and going, oh, new line of dialogue, it felt like a special occasion. Like a little reward for having yeah. done something. Yeah. The other thing I didn't like, in Dark Souls, I grew very attached to the various NPCs, and spoilers here, fuck you. Um, <laughs> one by one, they all go mad. You lose them. They kill themselves. You have to kill them. That's actually what's going to happen with this podcast. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> in Bloodborne, I didn't feel attached to any of them. And I didn't have to kill any of them. There didn't fe- seem to be any payoff for the NPCs you rescued. No. They were just there at the end of the game. The one, there's one that had a real... That, well, there's two whose stories I like. Okay. I liked the crazy priest guy with the wheel. Who, yes. when you find in oh, yeah, the optional... Yeah. You do the optional side bit and he turns the vampire queen lady into, into a, a pile mush. of pulsing jelly. Yeah, yeah, he really does. Um, yes, he was he was very awesome. He, he, he went he awesome. went mad in a Dark Souls style. Yeah, and killed himself at the end. The the lady that gives birth to yeah. some kind of Cthulian maggot thing that was awesome too. Missed yeah. it. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no real reason for you to actually go back no. and see that happen. Well, that's what I found if out. If the hub was the hub that you go to all the time, you, you wouldn't have been able to miss it. See, here's the thing yeah. from what I learned oh, you have to get blood from her three times rather than the nun. Because there's the nun that doesn't like the prostitute. If you take oh, yeah. the prostitute's blood three times before you've taken the nun's blood three times, she ends up killing her first before that even happens yeah if yeah, you do it the other way around then she can give birth to the the blah although i presume mine gave birth to the blah i never went back there no i had no point i was just teleporting around there's nothing to make you go to the cathedral yeah because there's well, nothing there yeah whereas you go i've rung the bell um it's re- i've got nowhere else to go in dark souls so you come back to the Firelink Shrine, and then you start heading to the catacombs, and then you go, yeah. oh, where's the firekeeper gone? Where's yeah. this, where's happened here? What's going on here? Oh, this person I rescued is back. Oh, yeah, can you sell this me some spells? This NPC killed my Firelink Shrine. Yeah. Fuck you. Right, I'm going to chase that Oh, the that priest has got some buddies, and they're all dickheads. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, they've gone now. 
to the catacombs. Oh, I've run into them later in the catacombs. Yeah. They felt a payoff for the NPCs. Although, yeah. yes, the Bagarius will will. Uh, which killing queen killing nutter was very exciting yeah. i didn't find anybody else well-rounded enough to go yeah i've saved four people i don't care at one point of the filing shrine i had six i counted and then one by one i lose them even the nice guy and i end up meeting them again and i have to kill them and it broke me slightly each and every time to the point where the souls i got in from them really wasn't worth it mm. is that good <laughs> What is that it, good? Is that does that make the because question one? Oh, yeah, does that make the game fun? Because it sounds really sad, it is really sad, but it's sad in the same way that it fits with the tone. Mm. Dark Souls was all about being alone to the mm. point where very early, I don't know if it still does this, but if you tried to group chat with someone while on live, it would kick you on to offline mode to stop mm. you talking. Yeah, it was all about going, you are alone. There will be some people. They're all fucking insane. There's a yeah. guy who likes talking to the sun. He's mad. And one by one, you're going to lose everybody and you're going to have to kill them. He's not mad. The sun is his dad. <laughs> yes, yes. And, which is great because it opens up a whole mythology around these characters yeah. and people look for ways to save them. There's lots of different endings to that. But there just wasn't that in Bloodborne. It was less bleak for me because it's a city. Yeah, I say you get the impression in Bloodborne that although your quest potentially is very selfish because you're trying to cure yourself of something, it gives the impression that you're tr- you are trying to potentially rescue people and save the few people that are left alive in the town. Mm. But it doesn't play with that at all. No, it doesn't explore that really. Like you said, it puts them in the hobby. You just get some comedy cockneys going "fuck off." Yeah, it's not time. I'm not opening the door for you, governor. Yeah. yeah. I should do voice acting, shouldn't well, I? Well, I mean, one of the most heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. For me, there wasn't the NPCs to make mm. to flesh the game out to make it interesting. Mm. My final point, then, was actually going to be story and atmosphere. How do we judge Bloodborne on story and atmosphere? Aaron, you have been suspiciously quiet, like you're plotting some kind of sinister coup. Or oh, that I've been talking over him. <laughs> to be honest, you won't shut the fuck up today, <laughs> I'm tired, I might not talk too much. <laughs> yeah. I shall inject energy drink directly into my rectum and blurble like a maniac. Blurble, blurble, blurble. <laughs> no, no, because all Collins points could really add anything to it, but oh, I don't know. I mean, no, go on, because I've got... I love the, the atmosphere. The atmosphere, yeah. Ah, Which game? Uh, Bloodborne. Blood there we go. Because... As I said, I argued quite vociferously. <laughs> um, Twat. <laughs> I argued lots. I said a well good thing earlier in that time, innit? Well, is that, is that easier for you, Colin? Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, I argued quite strongly in our horror special yeah. that Dark Souls was a horror game. Yes. yes. And convinced you all. Yay! It is a horror game. A picture. I felt like Jeff from Community. <laughs> uh, I shall make these people believe anything I say. Um... Bloodborne really overtly took that horror to yeah. another level. I really liked what was going on. I, yeah. I, I actually, I liked the story. It was slightly less oblique than Dark Souls. Yeah. Yes. And because of its Lovecraftian nature, 
the we have meddled with things we should not have meddled with and shit has got real really quickly whoops yeah. I like that more than there is an internal cycle of darkness and fire yeah. and when the fire goes out the darkness spews forth flame yeah. and when those flames go out it becomes dark and when that darkness is defeated there will be light which will go out and become okay yeah right yeah fine yeah. I've done now, this a million times now I like the Dark Souls because it basically went Shit's fucked. The world is dying. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Shit's fucked. You are... Yeah. This is the last gasp of a dying world and you're, all the gods and heroes have gone mad off you fucking go. Yeah. I like Bloodborne's atmosphere because it wasn't... Shit's fucked. It was shit's about to get fucked and then by the time you've completed the game and you realise there's Cthulhu monsters hanging off walls, you go, yeah. sure, oh, one. I thought shit was... I was supposed to stop the shit getting fucked. I'm the one causing it. I'm causing it. And in fact, this isn't a resist... You know, this isn't a, the enemy is coming. It's the enemy's been here for a long while and I just didn't notice because I wasn't mad enough yet. Yeah. Ah! And I like that. It felt more there was something I could do about it rather than Dark Souls which was just Pink. well this is sad yeah yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know again maybe it ties in with the NPC part of things or just certain aspects that weren't explored enough yeah for me I suppose I mean so, I know it wasn't so supposed to be fully explained <clears throat> but you know the villagers and stuff the way they react to you mm. as some horrific monster yeah, some well, of the, the there's one of the wolf guys with the axe always screams. This is all your fault. Yeah, there was a nice thing going on there. I in to my mind, by the time I completed the game, I had come to the understanding right that your character probably appears as a monster to other people. Yeah, yeah, possibly because you are because you take that trans formation at the beginning you take the blood yeah. transfusion which is what's turning people into monsters you may not realize it yourself yes um because the hunters and the mobs that are helping the hunters they attack you on site yeah so in my mind either they've gone mad and see you as a monster yeah or you are a monster and therefore you'll carry on doing your monster thing thinking that you're you're not a monster. Yeah. yeah. What you're um, saying is all the NPCs that attack you instantly are the same ones. Yes. Which yeah. makes sense because all the NPC hunters you talk to that will help you out are all fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like the idea and it's the very Lovecraftian, again, playing with the ideas of sort of madness and do you know you're mad and, and that kind of thing. I liked that. Yes, I thought that was my really, really good. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I felt... Um, the other thing that, that really got me is, why do you regain health by bathing in the blood of your enemies? Because you get stabbed, you lose energy, but if you stab them back and their blood... Because blood sprays everywhere and, yeah. and then at points you are literally dripping blood and you are soaked with it. Um, it's because obviously you're some kind of vampire type creature yeah. and yeah. you're regenerating from the blood, you're sucking the energy out, etc., etc., from other people. Yeah. And some of those people that you do that to are humans. Yeah. Those people that you attack are humans. And the madder you go, the more they look like monsters. Yeah, there yeah. is also the but crow lady yeah. who's badly wounded at the steps of the cathedral at the end. She actually states that she only has one life now. Which so, so obviously she was a hunter at some point in yeah. the, stuck in the dream, but she's now human, which kind of gave me the impression mm. going, fuck, I'm the monster. 
Yeah. And she's actually the human that wants to retire. Yeah. Um, and also just by the end, and spoilers, uh, when you realise that it's all being controlled by the evil moon god. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you are the bad guy. Yeah, because yeah. you... Yeah. And that's fine. I quite like that. I, yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, it didn't have as many layers or levels of interpretation or things where you go, ah, that little clue in the background might mean this, yeah. as Dark Souls. Yeah. It's more in your face, especially it starts to explain itself at the end. Yes. It felt more obvious. But yeah. it was still a bleak compared to, I don't know, playing Call of Duty. You are man, you go over here because brown people are bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's still... Their words, it just mine. doesn't have as... It's not as deep as... <laughs> Dark Souls. The ending isn't open to as much interpretation. I lit the bonfire. Don't know anybody about. You know, I reignited the fire, and then just cuts, and you're left to your own imagination of what occurs. Yes. Uh, mm. Whereas in Bloodborne, you get a actual ending. Sequence. What endings did you guys get? Um, I. I'll let Alan go first. Okay. I became the squiggly slug thing. <gasps> you were the squid baby? Yeah. <gasps> High um, five for being a squid baby. I love being I, a squid I baby. I imbued all the uh, umbil- umbilical courses before I did the final boss. High five for the squid baby. The squid baby as well. Squid I guess baby. I saw the other ending then. Um, I have <laughs> seen him on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Yeah. It was a cool ending. It yeah. was bleak enough that I went, oh, fuck, I've just restarted the cycle. And I, this time I am the moon god with Luckwig's Holy Blade. Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, mine then, the last thing that made me think it wasn't, wasn't finished was all the shit they put in the chalice dungeons. Yeah. There's bosses hidden away yeah. in an optional bit yeah. that involve lots and lots of tedious grinding. Yeah. I don't mind a bit of tedious grinding, especially in a Soulsborne game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're getting better. But when you're just getting better at a bit that's a side bit that you don't need to do anyway, yeah, yeah, I'd lose my motivation. So I didn't really delve into the dungeons as much as I could have. No, and there is um, a story in them. Yeah, but it, it get really, it's, really hidden. Yeah, yeah and, and it's it, not needed for the main game. No. Yeah, you and never it, have to walk into a chalice. And it, it felt like they could have just put those bits in the game if well, they had more time. It's like Colin said. It's like it felt like there's supposed to be an underlayer to it thing. Because it felt like the whole town was built on top of this civilization. Yeah, because yeah, there was another civilization, uh, the Yarnamites, yes. that came before. Which is them. what you're fighting in in the catacombs. Yeah. Um, they could have put that under the city yes. as a series of very linear but progressively yeah. difficult Wouldn't things. Wouldn't necessarily have to be linear. Sort well, of thing, yeah. It makes much more sense to teleport there at a magic cup. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they could have put that into the main game and gone, no, you have to get the fucking way through this. And there's several named bosses in there who are yeah. critical to the story. The, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. the woman you see uh, very close to the end who is just bleeding from her actually being pregnant. Yeah. Um, when you, Just before you fight the uh, nurse. The, the, yeah. the yes, wet the nurse. N- the wet nurse. Um, and also Rom. You fight her at the very bottom of those chalice dungeons. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's. Queen Yarnum. Yeah, you also fight who's the guy that went off and founded the Hunters. Uh, I can't remember the name. He's the one that broke away from the the, the, the Bremworth cult. Yeah, and yeah. Created, yeah I thought uh, he created the Holy Church. He's in the Chalice Dungeons yeah. as a gribbly grubbly monster that's gone mad and you're going, fuck, this is a really deep part of the story or could be interpreted yes. really deeply. But I didn't know it existed till I went on the Wikipedia page mm. because I never went that deep into the chalices. No, yeah. I just got some really nice runes mm. for my sword and went, I'm done. 
Yeah, yeah. and it's a bit of a shame that it wasn't in the game. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So, I suppose we'll just weigh up some of what we've said. We're trying to weigh this up then. Yeah. Because we're weighing it, we're measuring it. Yeah. And ultimately we will make a recommendation as to whether it's a game that's worth playing. Yes. Yeah. Um, what does it do right? Because uh, I've been writing down some of the things as we go, but... Well, I mean, like you said, the stories. Yes. Say, yeah, I, I love the story. I love the atmosphere. I like yeah. what it did with insight. Yes. Um, and the world changing as you go mad or reveal the truth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I, it had a, a little bit of an effect on the game, but for me, mostly, it was a, an atmosphere An atmosphere thing, atmosphere yeah. thing yeah. And I just said, I really like the atmosphere. Um, we moved on. So yeah. it's no, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's Character yeah. design as you go through becomes more chaotic you go from oh this guy slightly wolfy guy has a hat on uh, to brain monsters and gribbling you know yeah. all sorts oh, of there's some which really... I love because the more you're going insane the more shit is looking really yeah. fucking mental yeah I have I have um, a thing called tripophobia do you know what tripophobia uh, is? fear of irregular, irregular holes yes um, which sounds ridiculous um, it's an evolutionary thing apparently um, yeah and it's, it's all to do with, um, as you say, irregular holes and odd patterns because they, they trigger your brain as being uh, somehow infected and, un- and unpleasant. Yes. And there were so many things that made me disgusted on that sort of visceral primal level of, yeah. I know that that's just a picture, but that's actually making me feel disgusted and my body's telling me to get away from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it was more overtly horrific and disgusting. Um and I really liked that. I, I yeah. you know, I don't mind being scared or grossed out by things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the atmosphere was good. Do you like the speed? Do you like the, I the speed like of the it? speed of the combat? Yeah. I found Maybe. that hard to adjust to. It was hard to adjust to, but when you got used to it, it's a lot of fun. Maybe a little bit more finesse with attacking was needed. Yeah. Mm. With bosses, you could be very finesseful because there was a lot of dodge rolling or dodge hopping yeah. um, but against normal enemies it was very much for me anyway it was parry or repeatedly smack yeah. in the face until one of us fell over whereas I found because the you know you press a button in Dark Souls there's a little bit of a gap before things happen Yeah, I like the fact you press the button something happened you know, yeah. I like the fact that I got instantaneous feedback for doing things yeah yeah. Um, yeah. so if the flow felt quite nice for me yeah yeah I liked being able to play with my friends if I so choose. Yes. Choosed? That's yeah. not a chose. <laughs> um, I, I liked that. I didn't use it very often. No. Um, it's, it's a nice feature to be able to summon your friend rather than going, yeah. I've left my sign next to the door and then the person wandering around for 10 minutes looking for your player character. Yeah, to yeah and you're, all, you're both connected to different servers and never the twain shall meet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it, it was nice to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, yep. It added to the atmosphere as well. In Dark Souls, it wouldn't have worked because the whole point was being alone in Bloodborne. It's, Bloodborne is a bit more competitive yeah. and yeah. cooperative. Yeah, you are you are a hunter. There are, are lots of hunters. You yeah. talk to some. Yeah, it kind of made more more sense yeah. in that way. Um, anything else that we liked that we thought was really good? I mean, I felt it was quite well balanced. Yes. Um, yeah. I didn't have to do a lot of grinding. No. I replayed Henwick Charnel Lane mm. maybe 50 times because I really liked it. That area was, was really, awesome. really well done. Yeah. Yes. Um, I tend to find in games like these that 
there is sometimes a need you, you realise that you're underpowered or yeah. you realise that I really need to be able to use this shield to block the fire from this boss yeah, yeah. or whatever it might be and I can't use it because I don't have the stats so you need to level up the stats to get, to, to get it yeah um, and there's normally a couple places are fun to grind that are fun, fun to grind and Charnel Lane had a nice mixture of enemies. It had a nice mixture of environments where you went from narrow ledges with drops over rickety bridges through yeah. some buildings. Big barns. You had the big executioner things. You had the Frankenstein monsters. You had brick trolls. You had normal guys. You had some crows. There was lots going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely one of the best places to grind. Yeah. And, and it was really, really good. Um, yeah, I quite happily played that. I'd go, oh, I've got an hour and I can't bother to try and beat this boss that I keep losing I'll yeah. to. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do that bit again. I'll put on some runes that give me extra blood echoes to help me level up. I'll go kill some stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was quite good. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the areas are good. We've been kind of negative on this game so far, haven't we? Well, yeah. no, I think because <laughs> we've mainly compared it to its predecessor. Mm. And it's a very, very good game. But I don't think it's as good as its predecessors. Yeah. yeah. What does it do wrong then? Um, the levels can become very linear. Yeah. At the end, again, I think that was a development problem. I think they started. Dark Souls does the same. Dark Souls, the last third of the game is actually quite poo. So maybe um, we are being a bit harsh. Yeah. To Bloodborne. Well, one thing, it's shorter. Yes. Yeah. It's not as big. Some of it felt cut. I remember getting to. Canehurst Castle and oh, literally yeah. wetting myself when I saw it going oh my god this thing is huge I'm going to be here for a thousand years and I don't know anything that's here and two hours later on the roof fighting the boss and then, yeah I'd killed the boss and gone oh that's a really massive castle but I've only been to a single bit it, this seemed like this was supposed to be bigger this is the thing and everything you see in Dark Souls you can generally visit yes. whereas if you see a giant tower in the distance that's because there's a giant tower in the distance you're going to have to go mm. fight your way through whereas quite often in Bloodborne there's some nice spangly things in the background because you've got a whole city and you obviously can't have the whole city be a level no of course um I think it did a fairly good job of trying to get the scale and give you... Yeah, I think Yarnum was, was, was very, very good. I, I was yeah. disappointed with Canehurst because I remember it looking huge and being quite foreboding and actually it's quite a small side area. Yeah, and the, the one that got me, as I said, and I mean, it, it's key to the game, but, but Bergenworth... Oh, was... Was awful because almost it, pointless. Thing. It was. Oh, it just was so built up, and you just didn't really yeah. um, get there. Um, the thing that that gets me is that lack of variety and depth to the number of weapons um, and the different styles of play. Yes, mm. you can level up slightly differently. You can level up and go more for the magic and things, but there's not that much of it. No, it all boils down to melee attacks. Whereas in Dark Souls, you could build a character who never even made a melee attack if yeah. you wanted. I'm sure it would have been incredibly difficult, but you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be slightly mean now. Oh. There are now, having played Demon Souls, yeah. Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, and Bloodborne, yeah. <coughs> there are some flaws that are beginning to become evident. Right. Mm. In the, the series as a whole. Uh, I'm talking about the AI as a starter. You have a lot of enemies that stand around waiting for you to turn up. Yeah. What do these people do when I'm not there? Stand looking at a wall, wishing I was there. It made sense yeah. in Dark Souls because they're dead. Yeah. They yeah. are mindless horrors that 
if you you know if you like yeah. zombie kind of culture, they are doing the same thing that they were doing twenty minutes ago before they went completely insane. Yeah. So they are waiting. In Bloodborne, it makes a lot less sense. Yeah. Now there's there's at the very beginning you've got the mobs of hunters. Yeah. You do a patrol. They talk to each other and they go do another patrol. Yeah. yeah and that was really good. Yeah. And that was right at the beginning. And I thought, ooh stuff's going to be a bit different you're not necessarily going to stumble on the same people in the same area yeah yeah you might be able to stealth past people yeah. using their thing and actually most of the things from then on are point a and point b and they walk between the two yeah yeah again was that a development thing it's, they... it's a simplicity thing i think yeah um i mean yeah. to a certain extent part of these games is learning patterns learning how the yes. acts and, and stuff. it is repetition to get it right yeah it would have been nice to throw a bit they did change bits when in the moon phases so enemies would disappear enemies would get new attacks blah de blah de blah as your insight went up enemies would do different things that was good I don't think they went far enough yeah. Um, if if they had more time, more money, more something, yeah. it could have been quite entertaining to completely change position of everything. Yeah, and gone. Oh, you've gone back to this area because you think it's really easy. Guess what? Yeah, everything's fucking changed. Die, yeah. die, die. Bloodborne did it better than. Yeah, I think that's a, yes. a positive. Yes, change. they have started mixing stuff up. Attacks yeah. are becoming more complex. Yeah, AIs seem to be less stupid. They wouldn't just walk into spikes or They're fall off cliffs. They're not very clever, are they? They're not very clever, but if you ima- if you remember how stupid they were in Dark Souls mm. and how easy they were to lure into traps. This yeah. is the thing that, that's getting me is kiting of enemies. Now, yes, I suppose you could not do it, but you're talking about essentially trying to find the most efficient way through each level without getting yourself killed or using yeah. up your resources. Yeah. So you go, oh, there's two brick trolls <coughs> over there. So if I throw a pebble at that one... It will come over to me. I'll kill that on its own. Then I'll kill the other one. Yeah. Now, yeah. Sometimes when you end up accidentally forgetting that there's two of them and one walks around the corner and you're suddenly in a fight against two really powerful enemies, they can be some of the best bits of the game. Yeah. Yes. But it's really easy to avoid that once you know what's going on. Yeah. And you, you know, that kiting of come over here, come here, come here. Yep, your friend's not here. Stab, 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 stab. Right, I'll kill your friend. Yeah. It's starting to get a bit easy. In that sense, yes. Um, you know, found... why can't an enemy turn around and go, Jeff? I just got someone throw a pebble at me, Jeff. Let's get him. <laughs> yeah, because like other games do that. Other games can do. It. You can have a. You can build in fairly simple yeah, things I mean, in AI where they ring a bell, where they shout out, and enemies in a radius come and gather. Yeah, they've the... started getting better. If anyone remembers the guy in Old Yarnum. Um, there was an exploit really early on. If you climb the ladder to go meet him, oh, yeah. and then climb back down, he would just fall to his death yeah. to chase after you. They patched that. Yeah. He doesn't do that anymore. So, yeah. and it is improving. But I was going to say, there's a group of, I think the hunters, um, the free hunters, the free hunters who are, who are doing the patrol round there. You can kind of kite one of them over, but at a certain point, after a certain amount of distance away from each other, the other two turn around to figure out where the other ones have gone. And they chase after. Where's that? Um, uh, it's oh. when you first meet the um, multi-eyed pig beasts. It's near. Oh yes, yeah, I remember where you get yeah. the Cthulhu monsters laserizing you. Yes, there's the three it's hunters. The, the one's got that. beast claws. One's got a long spear. And one's one's got a spells at you. Yeah, 
I had to take yeah. all three of them on by myself. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. I yeah. had so much fun. <laughs> That's what I mean. I kited the one with the, the spells towards me. has managed to get most of him down. And then the other two came running around the corner. They yeah. essentially had gone, what the fuck? And yes. then I had to start fighting all three of them at once. Yeah. yeah. So it was a little bit of it. But like yeah. I said, it's, it's the developing. I found it more difficult to kite enemies in Bloodborne compared to Dark Souls. It was... Maybe because you haven't got as long range weapons. Yeah. I remember plenty of times where you just pull out your bow and arrow and go, if I just shoot him in the head, yeah. he's out of range and won't move. Yeah. Uh, whether that improves with the next game, I don't know, but in Bloodborne, it definitely was an improvement. Yeah. I really hope in the next game you can sit down at a bonfire. Yeah. And the enemies will respawn, and then you can stand up and go and fight them without having to reload the area. Because you couldn't do that, you had to actually quit out to the hub area. In oh, Bloodborne. in Bloodborne, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so when I was talking about grinding, you know, grinding... Yeah, um, extra long time. All yeah. you had to do in Dark Souls was <laughs> sit down, stand up, everything's respawned, yeah. off you fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I felt, I felt like there was quite a lot of downtime going, I want to level up now. I will go back to the thing. Mm. I will talk to the woman. I yeah. will skip her re- repetitive dialogue. Yeah. I will do the thing. Yeah, I've prayed. Right now, I'll get. Yeah, and it, now I'll run back to where I was. Find it on the giant list. Yeah, yeah. That bores me. Yeah. I don't want that much downtime in a game. No, no. Um, which, considering it was a game which encouraged you to be fairly quick and carry on with things quite a lot. But considering that I stuck through it and completed the game, in spite of all of the things we said we didn't particularly like, yeah, suggests to me that actually I did quite enjoy Bloodborne. Yes. Well, we named it our game of the year for that year yeah yeah. and, and that was being really horrible about it yeah the very fact that we've all completed it yep I pretty much had to go through the whole game again because of my deleted save yep <laughs> and I still did it anyway yeah. without going fuck this game yeah means it was fun yeah because of the lack of replayability because all the characters are the same blah 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 it doesn't have as much appeal to me to play it again yep um, in a few years I may go Bloodborne, I haven't played that in seven years. Yeah. I've forgotten everything. Let's play it. Yay, it's still a lot of fun. But it's not something I'd play again any time soon. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Dark Souls, I'd quite happily pick it up again tomorrow and go, I'll build a new character class and see how we get through. Oh, yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think I'd agree on that. Excellent. So what are we saying? Oh, I'm getting flashbacks to Fallout 4. Well, I've, I well, we me, screwed the pooch on that one because we said it was well worth playing, and then none of us played it since. Well, yeah, we did a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I built a thing. Um, well, what we said with Fallout Four was it was a it's a good game, but it's not a great game. Yeah, yeah, and it's not as it's not a great game when compared to its predecessors. And Bloodborne, yeah. we've said exactly the same thing. Yeah, maybe we just need to stop viewing games through the the murky lens of nostalgia. Well, I would say that Bloodborne yeah. is a great game. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not a perfect game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, seems fair to be honest. Hmm. I think it's good. Yeah. It's highly enjoyable. Yeah, I think it's a great challenge. Yeah, but it's no Dark Souls. No, no. that's yeah. It's a great game. It's not Dark Souls. But it is one I would recommend to a lot of people. I whereas I, Fallout Four, there are certain things I would say. Did, did you enjoy this, this, and this? Well, maybe avoid that then. Whereas yeah. Bloodborne, I go, no, give it a go, try it. I think you'll play enjoy it, it. Play it, play it now. Everyone yeah. play it. Yeah, it's it's well worth playing. I think especially if you've gone. <coughs> oh, these people keep talking about these Dark Souls games and these weird hushed, 
hushed tones. Yes. yes. These complicated things. So I, it kind of puts me off, but it's interesting, but it seems too hard. Bloodborne's a great place to start. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Well, thank you very much for listening. That was our Bloodborne weighed and measured. So great, but not perfect. Yeah. yeah, seems to be the uh, the consensus, um, and that's great because we can now put that to bed. We finally talked about it in the detail that we promised ourselves we would. Yep. Yes, and we can look forward to as of today, talking in the future. Yeah, um, playing lots and lots of Dark Souls Three. If you like what you've heard, then please feel free to leave a like. Uh, you can subscribe if you want to hear more of the things that we do. Yeah. Uh, you can visit us if you're sorry if you're on listening to this on SoundCloud you can visit us on YouTube where we do gaming videos <coughs> if you are on YouTube you can visit us on SoundCloud where we collect the podcasts <laughs> uh, we will also be experimenting with Twitch yes um, fairly soon yeah we'll probably leave some little videos up or such like letting people know when we're doing that yeah um, and we'll also use Twitter to do that you can find us on Twitter at critical underscore twits Ooh. you can follow me at the Brian Ennis and you can follow Aaron at Aaron Ravinsky I believe with a with a W yes <laughs> not a V <laughs> yes and two A's Yes. Your name's complicated. It is, yeah. I do apologise, internet. Uh, There's a link on each of the pages. It's fine. Yeah, so you can find us all on there. And we'll also pop a link to Colin's Instagram, where he shares art, pictures, and his deepest, darkest, innermost fears, thoughts, worries, and hopes in Deep. picture form. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Brian Ennis. I've been Aaron Vinsky. And I've been Colin Howard. We have been, collectively damn socialists and the critical twits thank you very much for listening um, and we look forward to talking to you again next time bye bye I didn't wave my hands that time I did <laughs>